welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney, the creator of the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, and we are here to have some fun, teach you some cool marketing stuff, because the whole point behind this show is that when I started this, I started out um, with my web and graphic design company like 18 plus years ago. I had no clue how to market myself. I knew how to build websites, do HTML code, but that was about it. I had two clients. They loved me to death, but unfortunately, that wasn't enough, not enough to pay the bills, and I started learning the ins and out of marketing and realize that marketing actually is a lot of fun when you actually realize it's not as hard, scary, complicated, or all that crazy stuff that everybody lets on. So my goal behind this show is to bring in awesome guests, awesome people that I've met from throughout the world that are amazing marketers and primarily teachers as well, because that's what we do here is we teach you things that you can get out and do on your own without having to have a large budget, without having to make it complicated, scary, or as a lot of people have actually told me, black magic or voodoo before. And today's guest, I am really, really excited about this because these are the guys that I can personally say are responsible for the reason that I have this podcast right now. Jeremy Franson and Jason Van Orden here, and they are from Internet Business Mastery. And I'm going to tell you, this is a podcast that I have been listening to since... Oh, probably they were just starting, I think, their second season when I actually started listening to them. And they were the guys who encouraged me to get going and start this podcast, which I have now found is one of my favorite things to do. So, Jason, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Eli. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us on. So this is this has been one of those things, and, and you, you guys and I have had some – more conversations more recently. Um, did you do you guys realize that you have stalkers that have been hanging out and following you for like ten years now, and now are actually you know coming out of the woodworks? Stalkers, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard to put it that yeah, way, we, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing to think we've been around that long. Well, and it seems like I mean, hasn't it? What? How how far into it are you? I mean, how many years are you guys? Have you guys been doing the podcast? Well, I think we've been doing the show just over eight years, and uh, we're both about the same amount of time doing internet business, was, which is just over 10 years or so. Okay, so so maybe it's been eight years that I've actually been following you guys, but I do know, I actually was looking it up just before I, I we came on here to see what episode number you guys are doing, and I saw that was episode 229, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that is a... Yeah, we've... It's it's quite funny to see, you know, there's people that now do daily shows and, and hit those numbers pretty quickly, obviously within a year, but uh, that's not how we've done it. We've, you know, we're doing like one a month when we started or one every six weeks, whenever we got around to it, and then it got to about two times a month, and now we're at four times a month, and we have a second podcast. So things are moving a little more fast now. Awesome, and and that is really cool. Now, for those of for everybody who doesn't know who you are, because a lot of our audience are more a little bit more on the brick and mortar offline people. Um, we do have a lot of coaches and consultants that are, that really don't even understand what a podcast is yet. So, give us a little bit of your history and explain explain for the audience what 
is a podcast really? What does it really boil down to? Well, I guess to go with that that uh, end question there, what is a podcast really? It's a it, it's serial content, meaning it's a series that you release regularly. Uh, you could think of it as a radio show or a video show. But podcasting was just a nice convergence of technologies in about 2005 that made it feasible to have people subscribe to a feed, is what it's called, and receive your content on on a regular basis. And it just makes it a really powerful way to connect with people because they're listening to your voice or watching you speak to them. Often people are listening to these on on portable devices and the, the rapid, rapid growth of mobile technology and, and specifically with companies like Apple who have sold tons of iPhones and iPods and and iPads and, and things like that, it, it, it makes it an ideal channel to either reach a new audience or connect with the audience that you already have. So when we discovered this technology when it was brand new in 2005 um, and Google Google didn't even know what podcasting was yet. When I first searched for it on Google, Google asked me if I meant something else, actually. <laughs> and uh, but, but we were very impressed with the idea of having our own show and thought, well, this could be something that's fun and, and, uh, and potentially significant for marketing and business. So we dove in and, and uh, started recording our own show, which essentially was taking our conversations that we had offline uh, and and turning them into just recorded you know conversations about our progress as as entrepreneurs. We'd both been out of our jobs a couple of years and we're making money online, and thought, well, we'll just share our voice, our version of the of the story, and uh, it, it ended up taking off in a way that we never imagined that it uh, that it would, and growing into the business that's now become uh, Internet Business Mastery. That is awesome. And you know, Jeremy, do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, I, I think it's one of those things that for us, it actually started as a little bit more of a hobby, or rather Jason actually wanted to become a podcast expert in the beginning. So we started the show to be one of his many shows so he could show people how to do it. And it's funny how how things can go, because in my mind, I was going, this you know, as Jason said, this technology sounds awesome. The, the ability to have your own show, how crazy is that? And um, the way it worked for us is pretty soon because of being able to be in a channel like uh, search engine like iTunes is and being able to, you know, move up to the top, we've been able to, you know, people asked us, you know, where's our course? <laughs> Which made us go, oh, we can actually do something with this podcasting thing. <laughs> And and it was one of those things where we were like, well, let's just test the waters. We'll do a $2,000 course. And, you know, let's just go to the high end and see if we can get one or two people to sign up. And we sold out in about five minutes, which blew us away. And that's what really, really catapulted us into, oh, let's do this as its own business. Because at the time when we started, we both had our own separate businesses. And Internet Business Mastery was just a place for us to do what we used to do before the podcast, which was get together every once in a while and talk about the business stuff that is working for each of our separate businesses. So it was really exciting, the idea that podcasting could actually, you know, be a major lead source for us was amazing. And now it's huge. I mean, and it's finally starting to really come into its own, I think, more than ever. Now, for us, it's always done really, really well. I mean, it's nice to be on that uh, front end. And now we're barely, barely getting into where people really know about it. So it's a perfect time to do it. 
Right, that is awesome. And you guys, you guys really have been on the forefront of the whole thing too, because like I said, I mean, I've followed everything that you guys have done for years, and, you know, it's, it's amazing to, to realize, like, you guys each started out in your own businesses and then combined the podcast starting off as a hobby, and now it's become its own business from that standpoint. And I know, like, uh, Jeremy, I think Jason and I had, had lunch one day before he was taking off to his wonderful trip to Paris. And we were talking about the fact that you were, um, and I don't know if you're still doing this, but you were reselling some of the Dan Kennedy programs. And I'm pretty sure that I actually bought from you many, many, many years ago. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually is what happened. Uh, uh, that was one of the first things I did was selling the Dan Kennedy, um, some of his older packages, stuff that's still completely relevant to this day because it's just about marketing. But yeah, that's that's how I started. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is so cool. And you know, with podcasting and the reason I wanted to have you guys on the show, I mean, one, number one is it's a it's it's a big honor to have you guys here and have this conversation. But on top of that, you're you guys have have helped bring out the the thought process that everybody can can become an expert in and use this tool. I mean, this is essentially having your own radio show. And and that's the coolest thing about it because a lot of times people still think of, you know, a radio show or a television show how much production is going to cost and how expensive it's going to be to actually have your own podcast is not that expensive, is it? So you can get started for you know it's you know less than a hundred dollars really to to start a podcast. The the most the 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 biggest investment in the whole thing is if you really want to have a quality audio is you should go get a good USB microphone, uh, which you can get at you know any electronics retailer or, or music uh, store. And uh, you know that that's a good idea since the, like Jeremy said, it really is coming into its own now, and more and more podcasts are coming online. You want to meet a minimum standard of of uh, quality, but there's never been a better time to share your voice with the world. You know the wonderful technologies that we have now, with everybody carrying around a mobile device in their pocket that's got a broadband connection uh, connected to it. People go online all the time looking for content and information to teach them, to entertain them, to connect the, connect them with other people like them. And uh, you know, we firmly believe that we all have a story to share. We all have experiences and passions and and things that are unique to bring to the world. And when you when you find what that is and share it in a way that uh, others will resonate with that story, that they'll find value in that. And that's where that exchange of that value across powerful channels like podcasting is what can grow into a uh, we can grow into a business and income stream for people and we've seen that happen time and time again with our students whether that's uh, sharing their knowledge of, of uh, foreign language or a topic like project management or you know talking about uh, bead making or talking about uh, you know architecture all kinds of different topics that we've seen people turn into profitable or popular shows and then profitable businesses as businesses as well, which is very, very exciting. Right. Well, and that's, and I, and I, because I listen to the show, I know this, all those examples you just gave are actually students of yours that are doing their own podcasts right now, correct? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got one that's a, a student of yours and she's a friend of mine, which actually we met at the um, the IBM meetup during World Domination Summit here in Portland, um, Jen, and she has a podcast about urban chickens, basically raising chickens as pets. And yeah. she's 
she's taken off. She's got a ton of downloads on that, and she's becoming known as the expert in that whole arena. And the, when you think about that, how crazy is it that you can take something that's not the norm, you know, you would not think of that as a primary topic that people would think about, and get, you know, 2,000 downloads a month. I mean, that that's the kind of thing that's happening here, and that's a great thing about using podcasting as a tool to help get your message out there is that there are people looking for this stuff. They are looking for content, and they're looking for information and how to basically be part of a community, and that's one of the things you guys are awesome with is you guys have built a huge community around your podcast, which I, I personally love because – for years, it's made me feel like I'm there. I know you guys. You know, when we, when I first actually, I, I met um, Jason. You know, you, you and I actually first met face to face at the IBM meetup during World Domination Summit. I mean, I've right. known you guys for years, and I, it's like I can walk right up to you. I know what you look like. I can start a conversation with you and feel totally comfortable with that because I've known you for so long from the podcast and watching videos you've done and things like that. It's amazing how that happens. And I get the same thing now that I've been doing this for a while where people will walk up to me and they feel like they know me. And if you're if you're looking to get your message out there, it's just, that's the easiest and the best way to do it is to have it so people feel like they already know you. They've already got that know, like, and trust built into the relationship before you actually say your first physical word to them. Yeah, you know, one of the great things, an example of that is is when we moved to, you know, moving to France, within two weeks, I had friends because the listener of our show was connecting me to people. So, yeah, I love that. It's a great, great example. One of the many benefits I love about podcasting. Yeah, it's funny. The same thing happened to me when I moved down to uh, the beach in San Diego. Um, I put it out on Twitter that I was going to go down there on a certain date and look around to find a place to live. And one of the listeners said, hey, I've lived here my whole life. I'll show you around. And he actually helped me find a place to live, (laughs) which was really, really awesome. Just as like this total side note. Now, I think the way it works really well with business has to do with the fact that um, you get associated to all these other things, which sounds kind of weird, but when somebody takes you with them, we have people constantly telling us where they, they've taken us in the world. So they'll go, oh, I just did a road trip in a, uh, across the United States with you guys and listen to all your episodes. Mm-hmm. So they get associated all these feelings and these awesome things to listening to you as well. And that's where they get that connection, too, as to, you know, like you were saying, you had this connection to us and Jason so that when you finally met him, you felt like you were kind of old friends. And that's just an amazing thing that, you know, no other marketing channel I can think of has that. Right, and I and I love it, and it's it's so fun because I see it from both sides. I listen to a few podcasts, um, and I have probably more on my, you know, on my iPod um, than I actually even have a chance to listen to. Um, but I've got like yours. I've got Pat Flynn's, which I know he's a student of your guys's. Um, yeah. I, I also listen to Joe Polish from I Love Marketing, and also the one that he does, the Ten X Ten X with Dan with Sullivan. Dan. Which, yeah. yeah, and I and that's where you know I get to feel the ins and outs of how they talk and their personalities and all that kind of stuff, and it's so amazing because then when you talk to somebody face to face, you've got that 
that extra nudge of, you know what, you said this one thing and it made a huge impact. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to give you something that I give you guys credit for all the time is just in time learning. And I teach this to my students. And when people ask me about how, how do I keep more so productive and all these kind of things, I use that. And I say, I learned this from Jeremy and Jason from the Internet of Business Mastery. And these guys rock. I learned it. It was one of the most influential things in my life. Now, the principle in itself is fairly simple. And it's stuff we all know in the basic standpoint. But the way you said it made perfect sense. It clicked with me. And I've been able to share that for years with other people, and it all started because I listened to a podcast. I mean, that's cool. That's impact. Yeah, definitely. So, so you know, one of the things that I use podcasts for, and and this is this show is a perfect example of that, is I use it as an interview style show uh, because, like, you guys have an amazing rapport with each other. You guys are great. You know, on on it's not on camera but you know you guys are great together from the standpoint of you bounce ideas off of each other you guys can finish you know you one of you'll have an idea the other one kind of completes that idea you guys resonate really well and i know some people will say well i don't have like a co-host i'm not sure i can do this one of the things this is how i run my show is i do a lot of interviews and that's why you guys are here today that's one way – let's talk about that for a second because I think that's one way that, that people can essentially become experts in their area when they're still just starting out or maybe they're just not quite comfortable being in front as much. Oh, well, you should hear our first episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Even together, it was pretty rough at first. You know, yeah, after doing it a while. uh, But the nice thing is is you can edit them. Even our first ones weren't that bad because we could edit it, right? Afterwards, you can take out any blank spots. You can even get rid of some of the ums and ahs, and and that just comes with time. You have to start somewhere, right? You have all these wonderful ideas in your mind, but you have to start uh, somewhere to acquire the skills to – to share them in a way that's impactful with others. But it's – yeah, it's (laughs) – it is it is uh, cool not only the rapport that uh, we have with the audience as well, but yeah, we've heard that before. The people like that rapport that we have uh, together on the show, and that and we like hearing that because when we started the show, we wanted it to come across just as two normal guys having a conversation uh, in a passionate way about stuff that was very meaningful to them. You know, that being us, and and it resonated with people, and so uh, that format's worked well for us. Right. Yeah, we actually kind of moved to it, it seems a little bit more teaching than it used to um, because at first we started with, hey, let's just kind of do what our conversation would be at lunch every couple of weeks because we would get together and actually talk about all the cool marketing stuff we were doing. And But we like to do it still with that same sense of, you know, we can – like you said, bounce stuff off each other, joke about things, um, but still give tremendous value for people that are, you know, giving us that valuable commodity of time. Um, we want to give as much as possible. But, yeah, it's fun to be able to do that back and forth. But I'll say if, I, if I'm just doing it alone, one of the things that I would suggest uh, when you get started is thinking of whoever your – we call them – uh, your avatar, but who like your ideal audience member is and think of talking to them. Mm-hmm. So telling them directly as if you're actually talking to one person instead of this, you know, completely sort of nebulous audience 
you know, that, that you may have, whether it's, you know, 25 people or 10,000 people. It's like being able to think of somebody specifically in your mind, even if you have to make up that person so that you can have that and you can feel more comfortable when you get started. Right. And I, I love that because that's one thing that, you know, for me, I have the example of when I do videos. Um, if I do videos, I'm talking to the camera and I still, I can get in front of a stage of 300 people, no problem. I talk to a camera and I start getting nervous. And it's because I don't have an actual person sitting there. And I look, I love what you just did because you just explained the exact same thing that I learned to make it at least more comfortable in front of the camera, which is, Imagine that red little light is actually the person, that one person that is your perfect avatar. And, and that makes so much sense from that. And, you know, when the great thing about this, too, is that when you think of it that way and you start thinking about that one person, you're going to loosen up. You're going to get more comfortable with it. And it's sharing information where you're helping them out. It's no different than, you know, I can't count the number of times that I've sat down with somebody. I did it just yesterday where somebody was asking me some some questions about how they how I felt that they could be making their new business idea a little bit more you know, organized. And he wants to become a web designer. And since I had that experience from my previous company, he called me up. We sat down, had a cup of coffee, and I said, okay, here's a couple of things you need to think about. And, you know, there isn't a right or wrong, but here's the ideas. And I sat down with just him answering the questions that he had. And if you think of that exact same process when you're recording a podcast, you just imagine sitting that one person. It makes it so much easier. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. So, what is, you know, where is it? You know, you, your audience is so big. Where are some of the most? You know, where are most of your audience coming from? Because I know you have a global audience now. Well, we've got people all over the place. I mean, the primary places that our 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 show is listened to are obviously like the English-speaking countries, Canada, the U.S., U.K., Australia. Um, but if we look at the statistics, our show gets downloaded and it, it's over like 125 countries all over the world, which is another one of the wonderful things about podcasting is that, uh, you know, it's out there on the Internet for anybody to, to download and uh, enjoy. You know, we've got coaching students right now that are in Japan. We've got uh, coaching students in India We've had coaching students in Indonesia, and then of course, you know, Canada and Singapore. Uh, <laughs> and Singapore. Yeah, we have one in Singapore. So, um, yeah, so it, it's pretty amazing when you see people from all over the world that uh, are connecting with your content. Awesome, and that is so cool. And I, and that's something. Let's talk to that for a little bit because I'm I love the fact that that we've now moved into that global world where we can we can make an impact on people all over. And for me, like we've got we've got students in six different countries for for our stuff. And it's it's amazing when I sit down and think about that. And so many business owners are still thinking in that small town feel that they don't realize that their clients don't necessarily have to be right there, that they could actually be helping people all over the world. Let's talk about that for a second. Well, you know, one of the things that's awesome for us is uh, when we do these coaching courses that are, you know, two, five, seven thousand $7,000 coaching courses, that would seem to most people, whenever I talk to like consultants and stuff, they think that, oh, okay, that has to be one-on-one -on -one and in person. And we don't do either of those things. We do live 
webinars where just our coaching students get to come on and we can present something to them and then they can ask any question they want, but it's in a group setting so that we're not limited by the eight hours in the day. We can have 120 people on that call teaching every single one of them all at the same time, and then if one person asks a question, the other 124 get the answer too. And it just changes everything. Again, you can scale at a completely different level. You're absolutely not limited to, you know, the town that you live in. Like, how awesome is that? Like, you're talking about the global world. It changes everything. We have access to anybody who, in our case, speaks English and wants to learn the specific subject we have. They can take part in it anywhere in the world. So it's amazing to me. I, I'm always still fascinated by it, <laughs> if that even makes sense. Right, and that is, that is cool, and I I have to say that I love it too, and I I love the fact that you know it not only is it a good tool to to share your message and share your voice and everything, um, but you've got it as a training tool, and on top of that, it actually adds some extra credibility to it, and I think that for let's say for instance you know a, a more brick and mortar traditional type of business. You know, having a podcast and saying, you know, I've got a podcast on iTunes, that adds some amazing credibility. And I know when I first started talking about the podcast for, for our show, it was people would look at me like, oh, wow, you have your own show? And they're very uh, yeah. intrigued and excited about it because they think it has to be this big, complicated, expensive thing. And that means that because I have my own show, I'm a bigwig. Um, they don't realize I'm sitting here in my, my home office, which is a small bedroom, recording this off of my laptop. Um, you know, I'm not in a big fancy studio and I know you guys aren't either. And it's, it's amazing how people have that perception of how big something can be and that extra credibility piece that, piece that comes in from having your own show. Well, and then to top it off, it shows up in uh, iTunes and not only is it in Apple iTunes, but then it might show up right next to like our show has been right next to and even ranked above shows like Harvard Business or, you know, Dave Ramsey or, you know, or Wall so like Street Journal. Brand. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, you know, when your brand is showing up right next to these other big brands that other people know, then you're piggybacking on the authority and credibility of those brands as well, which is fantastic. Right. And that is awesome. And it, and it does work really well with that. And just for the record, I've listened to some of those shows. Yours, yours is still a hell of a lot better. Just, just saying, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> they're, they're kind of boring. You know, you're not. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no, and it's, but it's, it's funny because you know, those are the things that people look at. They, they see you. I mean, if they see your show compared to, you know, Harvard Business, that's huge. And, you know, guess what? They probably spent a lot more effort from a, you know, they probably had a big fancy studio that they recorded these things in and, and spent a fortune on it. But because you guys provide better content, and have a better connection, you don't have to go through the big, expensive studio process. You can basically say, okay, here's what we've got. We have amazing stuff. And, yes, you guys put some effort into your content. The, the quality itself is awesome. But, you know, you're not spending – you're not doing this in a, you know, $150,000 studio. But your stuff is ranking higher than a lot of these other things because of the fact that you guys have such an amazing rapport with your audience. Yeah, I think it's also to do with uh, different ways of thinking about business because neither of us have a business degree, but we went out and did it. 
And, you know, when you have the opportunity, maybe the Harvard name will get you and you'll listen and it'll sound like you're in a classroom. Um, whereas I think we bring a completely different feel to it. We're talking about things we've actually done, not just like a theory. And we've made multiple seven figures doing exactly what we teach. So that's a completely different thing. So you get the opportunity to, to not only listen to them if you want side by side, but you get to figure out which way you want to go with learning. And, and, and you have the option of both. And so that, and that's an, uh, I think one of the ways, you know, we can, I guess, basically compete in a marketplace with somebody like Wall Street Journal or Harvard because we all have different things we're looking for, uh, different voices we want to hear, you know, whether that's the actual people directly or just the way they're teaching the information. And no matter who you are, you can fit in there somewhere. That's what's so awesome. Right, and I and I love that too because it's the the whole concept of podcasting for me personally has leveled the playing field. It makes it yep. so we you know we as solopreneurs, the smaller individuals, can actually compete with the bigger names on a level playing field from the standpoint of we can have a show, and as long as the quality is is decent and the content is great, we can actually outperform a lot of these other other big names that you hear and build some amazing credibility with that. So my next question for you guys is, I know some of these guys that are listening to this are just getting started out and they're like, okay, I don't even know what kind of stuff I should be talking about. I mean, I don't, I get this all the time. I teach classes on how to come up with content ideas. So what are your guys' thoughts on, you know, what are some of the things that we could do to get started? If somebody wants to start their own podcast, what are some of the basic best practices that will help them get started? The biggest thing that Jason will make. Yeah, the biggest mistake that we see people make is that they don't choose a specific audience. They, they, you know, they're they're far too broad in their topic. So one of the, one of the things we suggest to people is to choose a very specific audience with a very specific pain or desire that you want to help them with. And to make it even easier on yourself, you may as well choose an audience that is a past version of yourself. For instance, when we started our show in 2005, we were essentially speaking to people that were in the same place that we were two or three years prior, stuck in a job, weren't sure what, you know, how to get out of that job, thinking internet business might be the route to do it. And so it's, uh, you know, you already know, you already have a good idea of what kinds of questions they might have, what kinds of pains they may be running into, what kind of results they're looking for, what kind of roadblocks they're, they're having along the way, and you know, deep down, what is that desire that they, that they have and want to overcome. Or the other thing that you can do is choose an audience that's a present version of yourself that you're kind of taking along for the journey as you go. And one example I like of this is a, a video show that I thoroughly enjoyed watching when I first got my brand new Canon camera and I had no idea how to use it. I found a video show by a guy who just a couple years before me had bought his camera and his first video is him opening it up going, I have no, no idea how to use this thing, but I'm going to figure it out. And basically he took his viewers along for the journey and ended up having one of the most popular video series as a podcast and on YouTube that, uh, you know, targeted towards amateur to kind of a beginning pro photographers and videographers who use these Canon DSLRs for video. So 
by choosing that kind of an audience, not only are you going to stand out better, not only are you going to resonate better with your audience, but it's going to make it a lot easier for you to come up with content ideas because you already know that, well, what are those top five questions that people have when they're, when they're trying to accomplish this thing in their life? What are the top five questions that they don't know that they should ask, but they should ask and that you have the answers to? You know, right there, that's 10 episodes that you can do. Answer 10 of those questions. So, you know, in that way, I mean, it might seem strange that for eight or nine years we've been able to continue to come up with topics, but eventually our audience tells us what they want to hear about, and we just, and we can, we ask them, and we, we listen, and we have a good idea of what the kinds of things that they respond to. So there's no lack of ideas of, of what they'd like to, um, hear about. But in the beginning, I think that's a great way to start. If you already know, and if for whatever reason you've chosen an audience or you've forgotten what it's like to be that, in that audience, well then sit down with somebody who, who is in that target audience that you want to reach and just start having that, you know, conversation over coffee with them of, hey, what are your top questions about such and such topic? What results are you looking for? What roadblocks are you running into? What would it mean to you to overcome those roadblocks and achieve those results? And take a lot of notes and, and guaranteed you're going to come away from that conversation with 10, 15 ideas for content that you can put into your show. Now that's awesome, and I love that the the top five questions, the top five questions they have, the top five questions they should be asking that they don't know about. Those those are like staples. Those are those are so easy to find because we know so much information about our topics. Every one of us, everybody listening, you're an expert in what you've got. Now you know you just need to stop and figure out. Okay, what are the things that people are asking you? every single day because chances are you've got at least five. I mean, I, I could say probably off the top of my head I could come up with about 20 right there that people ask me the same questions over and over again. And it's because we'd end up taking a lot of those things for granted, which is what leads to that second set. You know, what are some of the questions that they should ask? Uh, the, the famous phrase of you, we don't know what we don't know. And a lot of times you and I have our expertise and these are the things that we know that are better just a given. You know, we take them for granted though that a lot of times other people don't understand it. I mean, I know I can't count the number of times people have asked me what is an opt-in page and because they just don't know. And for, you know, I know you guys know what it is and we know what it is and we've used it all the time, but we've been around the about this industry for so long that we just take that for granted. We kind of, it's like, oh, well, everybody knows what an opt-in page is. Well, actually, they don't. And, you know, by the way, anybody listening to this, if you don't know what an opt-in page, I'm not going to go through it on the show, but just shoot me an email. That's fine. <laughs> I'll answer it. But, you know, those are the kind of things that every one of us, no matter what industry we're in, we have those things that we take for granted. And I think that that's something that's a great way to come up with content very, very easily. Now, one of the things that I've noticed is a, as kind of a trend is that a lot of times shows have actually gotten a bit shorter than they used to be. Uh, what do you think is the perfect time for a show now um, in today's world? Well, it really depends on your audience, but a good rule of thumb is around, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes. Because uh, you know, people's attention spans are a little bit, you know, fractured for a ben lack of a, a better word. Uh, you know, we have so many different things vying for our attention. You you don't have a whole lot of time to you know keep people interested. So uh, you know, until until you have a really good sense for what the the I guess the tolerances of your of your audience, you, you want to definitely keep it shorter. Our our show is thirty to forty five minutes long, but 
we've been doing it like that since the beginning, so our audience is used to that now. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, somebody just starting out, a, a good rule of thumb is 15 to 20 minutes. And, and Jeremy mentioned way at the beginning of the show that we had a second show that we recently started and all started because we noticed there was a good slice of our audience that wanted shorter content that they could, you know, just kind of the, the, the term that gets used a lot is snack size or snackable content. And that uh, when we released shorter content, that people just devoured it up and loved it. So we decided, okay, let's do a feed that's just like, you know, let, let's hit people with concise, actionable tips that are under 15 minutes and uh, see how that goes. And it's uh, it's gone really, really well. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so do you have anything else you wanted to add to that one? No, that's, that is exactly it. <laughs> All right. Well, very cool. So anything else? I mean, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Is there anything else that you guys can think of that, you know, I mean, we've talked about what podcasting is, what some of the results you guys have had. Um, I've shared some of my story. And like I said, the whole reason why I even have a podcast today is because of you guys. And I think I just, I think I just finished editing episode 73, 74, somewhere right around there. And, you know, I've actually even gotten to the point where I'm batching a bunch of them up. So I have probably another two to three months worth ready to go. So that's something to kind of for people to keep in mind. You don't have to do it every single week. You can actually do them one, you know, one day a month and do a whole bunch of them or however you want to do it. But, you know, for me, this show has been an amazing resource. It's a great tool for me to be able to share great stuff, share great people that I connect with. And this is that's one of the biggest reasons why I like to do the show. I love sharing information, but it gives me an opportunity to have great conversations with cool people like you guys. So from that standpoint, what, you know, what are some of the other things that you think that might be really important for people to think about as they're considering starting their own show? I think that just not being scared and understanding that there's room for your voice is a big one. Because I think people, I mean, if they listen to our show after we've been doing it eight years and go, oh my gosh, I can't sound like that. Now, number one, our shows are edited. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Uh, although we don't need as much editing nowadays as we did when we started, but um, it's really about trusting yourself and wanting to give value to an audience so bad that you're willing to get over any of the little fears you might have for doing it. Because there are people out there right now just waiting for your specific voice. And that's one of the things that, you know, we like to tell our people is, you know, to get over that fear is understanding that even with the other shows out there, there's some people that are not connected to those shows and not connecting to those shows, and they're just waiting for your voice. So um, that's a matter of now just having that courage to go do it. And really, it's <laughs> it's very little courage needed because in, in my case, too, I'm sitting in a little home office, and that's it. Like, I don't have millions of people going, oh, you're terrible, or this is terrible, or any of that, when, like when we started. Uh, it's, it's people just being so excited that they're able to get the information from Jason and I. You may as well just get started, even if you don't go out and buy, you know, the, the $100 USB mic that we mentioned earlier. Even if you just have a headset around, you can download a free software called Audacity that works on PC or Mac. Audacity is spelled A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. And that's a program that allows you to record your voice onto your computer. And there are a lot of tutorials online to show you how to use that. And just give it a go. Just see what happens. You know, hit, you know, sit down and, and maybe write out a few bullet points or a bit of a script and hit record. And, and you don't have to publish it. 
but you know, just give it a go and see how it goes and realize nobody likes their voice when they hear it recorded. So you're not alone in that. You just, you know, it, what matters is the quality of the content. Um, it, it's very normal to listen back to your voice and go, oh man, I don't, you know, that's why I, I never go back and listen to our own show. That's very reason. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, you may as well give it a go. Yeah, it only, t- it only took about six years to not be totally annoyed with my voice. <laughs> That's all, just six years. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. And I, and it's so funny because I, I am exactly the same way as I'll, I'll listen to. I listen to enough of the shows to make sure that everything sounds acceptable and, you know, make sure if there's any, any pieces that need to be edited out where, you know, I, I make a mistake or we have too much empty space between back and forth or anything like that. But I try to edit as quickly as possible because I cannot stand listening to myself, you know, and that's a very, very common thing. I enjoy the fact that you guys both admitted that. I'm going to admit it right here too because let's face it, we're all going to have that and chances are for everybody listening, you're going to have that the first time you do it too. And you may have for the first couple of years you do it but it's okay you just get over it and say okay you know what I'm providing great content and my audience needs this content and that right there will make a world of difference with it yeah just think about the people out there who are going to enjoy you know the value that you'll be able to bring to them and don't underestimate that and uh, you know there are people out there waiting to hear your story your experience your expertise and when you have that opportunity to meet them in person, it feels like they already know you, or you get that email saying, oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That really had an impact. Uh, it's extremely fulfilling. So, you know, go for it. Awesome. I love it. So how can everybody get a hold of you? Because I know that, one, they're going to want to check out what you've got on your website. But on top of that, people should be listening to your podcast because I recommend it, and it's made a big difference for my life. Well, really, you can easily go to iTunes and type in Internet Business Mastery, and both our regular podcasts and audio blogs should be there, as well as going to internetbusinessmastery.com. And if you want to you know, get our email newsletter that tells you all the different things from our blog post, video posts, audio blog, podcast, you can sign up for our newsletter there. Very cool. And you guys have one other thing. I'm going to just do a blatant plug for this. Um, you guys have your Three Secrets to Fast Internet Success video course that's on the website. I remember when you first did your audio version of that. It was the, the free audio gift, and I loved it. I have not actually watched the video version that you upgraded to. So I'm going to tell everybody listening to this, go there, sign up for that, because the version that I had, which was the old version, was awesome. I guarantee it's going to be better now because there's actually pretty pictures involved. So, well, I'll tell you what. Because of the audio thing, we've got freevideogift.com, but when you sign up, you also get the audio version. So we give you both. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Cool. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. This was, this was a, a huge honor, a major pleasure. I love having you guys on here, and I want people to, to, to see the power of what podcasting can do because it has helped me out a lot. It's amazing how many other people that I know have got their start from you, from listening to your show and being students of yours that are really making some huge waves in the marketing world right now. And, you know, I, I'm I don't think that those guys give you guys near enough credit for, you know, for their success. So I want to publicly put it out there that I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you. I have a blast doing this. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I have to thank you guys for that. Well, Well, congratulations on doing it. That's awesome. Yeah.
All right. So everybody listening, thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate this. Of course, if you found this useful, got some good stuff, definitely we would appreciate it if you would do a review on iTunes for us. That makes the means the world to us because what that does is that helps us rank a little bit higher, get in front of more people, and share great stuff with other peeps as well. And with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up, get out there, have an amazing rock star week, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.